Hello and welcome to the Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy podcast. My name's Kathleen Listen. I am a certified lymphedema therapist and a board-certified massage therapist practicing in San Diego. This podcast expands upon the ideas and tips that I share in my book, Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy, which is available on Amazon. So today I'm going to talk about what I talk about in chapter seven, which is titled Worried Sick, How to Improve Your Immune System. I talk about so many exciting things that I have done after my cancer diagnosis, all the research that I've done to find ways to balance my immune system so my body is healthier and can fight off um, a lot of illnesses and heal faster after injuries or surgeries. So in chapter seven, I cover sleep, exercise, dry brushing, massage, music, uh, having positive emotions, laughing, and the benefits of friendship. But today I just like to focus on meditation and I found meditation and more specifically since Meditation and mindfulness are huge words that maybe a lot of people don't can't put their finger exactly on what it is. But for me, the practice of being in my body rather than um, just listening to the constant stream of thoughts and being really involved with the thoughts that come out of my uh, brain and my ego has helped me reduce stress. So what I mean is when I take a minute or two, even just a minute or two out of my day to focus on my breath or feel inside my body about what's happening to me at that specific moment, when I come out of it, I feel calmer. I feel um, less stressed out, which is good because um, Dr. Mimi Guaneri, who practices here, she's an integrative cardiologist in San Diego. In her book, 108 Pearls to Awaken Your Healing Potential, she shares with us that stress is one of our immune systems, is our immune system's nemesis. Not only do we get sick more easily under stress, we find it more difficult to recover. And I found that in my life too. So I share quite a lot about meditation in the book, but today I wanna talk about guided meditation. So this is specifically on page 83. So um, if you have the book and you wanna look up the links that I'm about to mention, you can find uh, them in the text on page 83 in chapter seven. So guided meditation has been a great resource to me. I learned meditation the old fashioned way uh, for me, which is the very traditional way, which is um, you sit or lie down and then you either focus on the breath, breathing in and out, or different parts of the body and your feel, the feelings you have inside different parts of the body. And this is a really great type of meditation because it helps to focus the mind on one particular thing. So the in and out of the breath, everyone has breath and everyone can find their breath pretty easily. So that's why it's such a simple and well-loved way to meditate. But there's also other ways and technology has come up in the past um, decade and few years to really help us. So guided meditations have really taken off because there's apps 
apps like Headspace or Insight Timer um, that offer a wide variety of guided meditations. So in a guided meditation, you sit or lie down and then you play the audio and the meditation teacher is there to um, guide you in the meditation instead of it just being on your own in silence. So if you want to try it, um, I put the link to Refinery29's 30-day meditation challenge. So that would be really good um, for new people. And then also, if you just go to apps like Insight Timer and click on Guided Meditations, you can see so many. And um, they did an update on Insight Timer that you can actually see um, types of meditation. So my last tip is if you find one type of meditation and it doesn't uh, resonate with you, just set it aside and then try it again in a month and see if see if you feel any differently about it. So this happened to me personally um, during my meditation teacher training. And so I wanted to share the story with you. So um, anyone listening outside, um, listening now would know that this, you know, it's not just something that happens to beginners. It can happen to the meditation teacher too. And um, that had to do with a type of meditation that I was practicing during my teacher training, which is called mantra meditation. So mantra meditation has a lot of uh, really devoted followers for some people. It absolutely works wonderfully. And so what it is, is um, while you're meditating silently, you repeat the mantra silently to yourself just inside your mind. Um, and this, the repeating of the mantra, whether it's um, in English, in your native language, or um, in it's a Sanskrit mantra, or it means something, or it means nothing, and it's just a sound, um, the rhythmic repeating of it um, can get people into a de- deeper state of concentration. So that's my um, like two cent definition of mantra. Obviously, there's a lot more and deeper study um, and meaning that goes behind it that makes it such a, a practice that so many people are devoted to. But for me, um, I was just at like a point in my life or a point in my meditation practice that I just hated it. I absolutely hated it. I didn't know why it was there. It was kicking up a lot of emotions for me. So I was able to see the emotions and be aware that I was having this feeling and know that it wasn't that I wasn't any good at meditating or um, like I, you know, I should stop meditating. I knew that that wasn't the answer. I just knew that this was um, one practice that I just didn't mesh with at the time. So it's kind of like if you're a friendly person and you love having friends and then you meet one new person and you just don't hit it off with that one person and they, you just, for whatever reason, you don't like them, that doesn't mean that you no longer are friends with anybody, right? You're just 
Like, you're not going to pursue a friendship with them at that time. And then you might just, you know, grow up or have different experiences. And then when you come back to them in a few months, like, maybe you can be friends with them. Maybe it's just at that certain point of time that it just wasn't for you. So that same kind of thing, I apply that kind of logic to meditation. If there's a type of meditation, whether it's guided meditation or body scan or mantras for me, I just, I practice it. I gave it a try. Like I, I sat through one entire meditation and I didn't like it. And then I went back to it the next day to try it again. And I didn't like it again. So I just set it aside. Um, once I could set it aside and just said, you know what, this meditation is not for me right now. And I actually tried it a few months later with just an open, gentle curiosity, like, oh, let's try this. And, you know, we can try it for one of our meditation sessions. And if we still don't like it, you know, we're certainly free to go back the next day or, you know, the, in the evening meditation to whatever meditation that we do like. So um, I did it for that. And I ended up having a little bit of a better relationship with it. It's never um, the first thing that I go to. Uh, mantra meditation, but now I have, um, you know, less of an aversion towards it. So be aware of that um, when you're meditating, especially if you're a new meditator, that that will probably happen to you and that it's fine that that happens to you. Every, you know, flavor of ice cream is not your favorite flavor, just the same thing. Um, And then just go, you know, do the entire length of meditation, whether it's one minute or 20 minutes of it that you plan to do. And then um, just go back to the ones that serve you better. So if you like this podcast, um, please review it wherever you get podcasts so um, more people will be interested in it and they can be helped as well. Have a good day.